This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So we have the first human that has been diagnosed with the H1ON3 avian influenza virus. Yes, the bird flu. It's the H1ON3 strain of the bird flu. China's National Health Commission said that a man, a resident of the city of Zhengzhou, was hospitalized on April 28th after developing fever and other symptoms. He was diagnosed with the avian influenza virus on May 28th, so that's good. It only took a month for that to happen. Now, according to this, the man was stable and ready to be discharged from the hospital and medical observation of his close contacts had not found any other cases. So quit your worrying. And we also know that H1ON3 is a low pathogenic that's relatively less severe strain of the virus in poultry and the risk of it spreading on a large scale was very low. Well, good. And listen, we know it's not a very common virus. <laughs> so it's fine. Stop whining, would you? We trust what China tells us. So there, you'll be fine. Just don't kiss your chickens or whatever other birds you have. Don't kiss them whatever you do. Welcome, welcome to Chewing the Fat. Well, for those of you listening live today, it is June 1st, 2021. Now that means a few things on the calendar. First and foremost, happy birthday to my daughter, Maya. She turns 14 years of age today. Wow, been 14 years since she was born. Seems, I mean, it's at least a couple of lifetimes ago for me. For her, it's just, for her, it's just a quick, you know, 14 year span and she can't wait to continue on. I don't blame her, but it's been a long time. Anyway, happy birthday to Maya. I love you. Um, it'll be a, a great birthday. Um, what else have we got? It's hurricane season. First day of hurricane season. I can't forget that because it's tied forever to my daughter's birthday. We know that we're going to have an above average hurricane season according to all the experts they're saying uh, you know possibly 13 to 20 total named storms chewing the fat predicts 8 to 18 the agency predicted 6 to 10 of those storms were likely to become hurricanes um we'll see i know that uh, they talk about uh, areas that are in trouble that uh, you know are probably going to get hit from hurricanes from data collected starting in 1851 through last year 40 percent of all u.s hurricanes hit the state of florida 88 percent 
of major hurricane strikes have hit either Florida or Texas. Wow. North Carolina and Louisiana also top the list of most direct hits in the U.S. mainland coastline, though Puerto Rico is not included in those figures. Yeah, those are hits, but not the major ones. Um, the major hurricanes are Florida or Texas. Wow. That's, so if you live uh, either in Texas, along the coast especially, or you know in Florida, anywhere, um, you need to be prepared for a hurricane and be ready to either evacuate or hunker down. Okay? <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying. Now, there were, I think we've already had our first hurricane. Um, Anna has already been in the wind. So we have Bill, Claudette, Danny, Elsa, Fred, Grace, Henry, Ida, Julian, Kate, Larry, Mindy, Nicholas, Odette, Peter, Rose, Sam, Teresa, Victor, and Wanda to look forward to this year. Isn't that great? Yes, it is. And I think that we're safe. I believe that we are safe now. At 10.24 a.m. Eastern Time, an asteroid was to make a close approach to this planet. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm guessing it probably didn't hit. But it was supposed to pass within four to five million miles of the Earth. And they were looking to take a look at 2021 KT-1, which was the asteroid's name, making its approach to Earth. So it's very, uh, very, very difficult to say whether we're okay or not. I love that it uh, it said the asteroid possibly bigger than the Eiffel Tower. Is that a serious measurement now? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh yeah the eiffel tower everybody knows how far that is. oh okay all right no problem and uh it's classified as potentially hazardous but that's because it's in that i don't know 10 million mile range or whatever of, of earth and it's supposed to be traveling at nearly the equivalent to 20 times as fast as a rifle bullet so i mean it's traveling nearly the equivalent to 20 times as fast as a rifle bullet and possibly bigger than the Eiffel Tower. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing as long as you're listening to this, you're safe and we're safe and all's great because the asteroid 2021 KT-1 just zipped right by. All right, I know many of you are looking for work or need a new gig, and you're thinking about, man, what should I do? Well, I see a story here from the World Economic Forum is talking about uh, jobs of the now. The jobs of the future have arrived early. Here are the top 10. So these are going to be post-pandemic jobs, and they're most likely to emerge as top contenders in the post-COVID future what do you suppose those would be now this is from uh, work from home facilitator to fitness commitment counselor algorithm bias auditor to cyber calamity forecaster the future of jobs is already here work from home facilitator that sounds like a good gig 
um, with post-pandemic expectation that remote work remains norm, companies want to apply lessons learned to optimize the work-from-home experience. Far from being a futuristic job of tomorrow, work-from-home facilitators have become undeniable jobs of the now. Yeah, you're going to need to tell companies, this is what you need to optimize your workers' performance at home. A fitness commitment counselor. Okay. We have, uh, yeah, look, we got Apple Watches and Fitbit dashboards, and we need, uh, you know, human accountability. Look, that's exactly, that's what my son does with Better You Performance. Uh, I don't know that he would consider himself a fitness commitment counselor, but that's certainly what he does if you want to have a fitness commitment counselor and someone that will walk you through and train you and show you what you need to do and help you with it, a better you performance. Smart home designer. Who doesn't want one of those? Man, oh man. Who doesn't want one? The rise of smart home design managers will boom as homes are built or retrofitted. Wonder what they'd be retrofitting. Could it be the Green New Deal? Huh. With dedicated home office spaces, replete with routers in the right space, uh, soundproofing, separate voice-driven entrances. Yeah, baby. I love that. Smart home design manager. That was a good gig right there. XR immersion counselor. As Zoom intensive remotopia. Is that right? Remotopia? Inexplorably gives way to 3D realms of virtual space. XR immersion counselors will work with technical artists and software engineering training and workforce collaboration leads to massively scale the rollout of best in class. So AR and VR for learn by doing workforce training and collaboration. Amazing. You're going to be an XR immersion counselor. I mean, you go into, there's plenty of places that you're going to go into work and put on the, put on the, the glasses and learn and get the most from you. That goes back to, uh, you know, even tying that in with work from home facilitator, which would tie in from the XR immersion counselor. I mean, you go inside these games and you're inside it. So you might as well be inside your work with these counselors and learn how to do your job and get employees productive fast. And that would tie in with the work from home facilitator as well. It's, not that I'm trying. I'm just trying to help you out here a little bit. Workplace environment architect. Everything from health screenings to elevator commutes and the post-pandemic office architecture is about to go through a major rethink. The importance of employee well-being, how human-centered design of a company's real estate holdings can impact it are now crucial to the future of work. Are they? But they most definitely are because if you're one of the few lucky ones that have to go into work, you're going to want it to be environmentally correct and able to have you be part of your well-being whenever you're there, right? An algorithm bias auditor. Oh, man, an algorithm bias auditor? wonder what you have to do from that. Let's see. Uh, all online, all the time. Lifestyles for work and leisure accelerated. The competitive advantage derived from algorithms by digital firms everywhere. From Brussels to Washington, giving the increasing statutory scrutiny on data, it's near certainty that when it comes to how they built verification through audits will help ensure the future workforce is also the fair workforce. Uh, okay, if you say so. Data detective. 
Opening for data scientists remain the fastest growing job in the tech heavy algorithms, automation, and AI family. Yeah, no kidding. 42% growth in quarter one of 21. Wow, that's pretty big. You know, I was just reading a huge story the other day about how this computer software guy got into the business of negotiating with ransomware terrorists. It's just incredible how he got started in it. And that's uh, almost the data detective going on. Cyber calamity forecaster. Yeah, now that's part of what he does also now. This guy that uh, they were talking about how to negotiate with the ransomware terrorists, the cyber calamity forecaster. Wow. Tidewater architect. Global challenge of climate change and sea level rise will remain an omnipresent challenge. Tidewater architects will work with nature, not against it. And some of the biggest civil engineering products of the 21st century. Oh, that is so special. The Tidewater architect. Yes. So you can, you know, help fight the battle against climate change. Human machine teaming manager. Pandemic or no, the unceasing rise of robots in the workplace continues unabated. Human machine teaming managers will operate at intersection of people and robots and create seamless collaborations. Will they? Already openings for forerunner roles like robotics technicians grew 50% in quarter one of 21. No kidding. Uh, that's huge. And I was just reading another story that talked about how if you were going to be able to have a robot be your boss and, you know, does it, does a robot get to be your boss? And between the human machine teaming manager, you'll be able to work that out. Maybe you work for the robot instead of the robot working for you. But you'll be able to figure out how that all goes together with your human machine teaming manager. And, of course, you're going to be given some insight with your XR immersion counselor. And if you're going to work between the between your home and the workplace, you're going to need a work-from-home facilitator to make sure everything is all right. And then if you're making enough money uh, with that gig, perhaps you can get a fitness commitment counselor that will keep you in shape and that way you'll get more money to be able to hire a smart home design manager man man oh man how good does that sound now right (laughs) all right Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Dream jobs of the future. So how many times would it take for someone to allegedly assault you sexually? And before you said, all right, that's it. I'm going to grab a knife and cut that man's thing off. If you're a female, of course. If you're a male, maybe not. I just... I'm sorry, it's the joke. So a woman in Spain was arrested for allegedly cutting off a man's man part while working a shift at a bar. 
She claims that she grabbed a knife and cut off her employer's genitalia after he tried to sexually assault her during a shift around midnight. Okay. Following the incident, the waitress called the authorities and said, hey, I need some emergency services here. <laughs> the owners, you know, I cut off his thing. So they, you know, rushed him to the hospital. They're going to try to put it back on. And there's no report yet whether they successfully did that. I mean, that's, I guess I hope that it was successful. I mean, if he was a bad guy, okay. According to her, he had attempted to sexually assault her that night. And she also said that he had forced her to have sex with him on multiple other occasions. That's where I get the question. What's the line? Is it the first time? Is it the second time? We ask that question all the time. When we hear stories about women who are complaining, or and I say they're complaining, they're not complaining. Don't look at me like that. Women are telling their story that we believe of being uh, assaulted or sexually molested. And of course we believe them because we believe all women. Uh, when they, whatever a woman says, we believe them, period. Right? Right. So we don't know what happened here, but I just wondered what the line is because she said on multiple other occasions. It doesn't say what the number is, how many multiple means. Now, we know that we've had it happen before where a woman in India uh, cut off the man's thing for attempting to rape her. And she said that she claimed that the religious teacher often visited her family's home and that had she had been assaulted numerous times. It doesn't say how many numerous means, but apparently there's a line. There's a line there so you get to get away with it for a little while because I'm okay. That was the Harvey Weinstein thing. I don't understand. I mean, you're, you're either in it or you're not. You can quote me on that. You're either in it or you're not because if you're... If Harvey goes behind the bush at the restaurant and wants to, you know, take care of business with himself while you're standing there and you allow it to happen, come on now. Is that Harvey's fault? I mean, he's a dirtbag, but is that Harvey's fault? You allowed it to happen and now we're supposed to feel bad about it? I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't know about it. It's a different story when you talk about when you're drugging people and you're doing things. So that's against their will completely completely uh you know hideous but if it's not against your will if it's only you standing there thinking there's this power dynamic no uh that dynamic is you can reach for the knife and try to cut off the thing and that's what happens now these women you know put up with it and thought that they could put up with it after numerous times for the one lady and for uh what was the was the other one multiple so one was multiple the other was numerous we don't know the exact number of those other occasions but we do know that at some point they'd had enough and reached for the knife just something to think about if you're one of the dirt bags that have been uh doing bad things to women and or men at some point mr dirt bag you're going to get that thing cut off. And I have a feeling that a number of people are going to be okay with that. <laughs> oh, well, darn. The reattachment surgery didn't work. What a shame.
So I don't know if you watched anything uh, over the holiday weekend. Is it you know the Memorial Day weekend? And I know we you know all paid our own respects to the fallen soldiers around uh, throughout the country, and uh, you know they gave the ultimate sacrifice so that you and I can live free and watch Netflix and HBO Max. I saw where uh, the Kaminsky Method season three dropped on Netflix. Had to sit through that. Very good, Michael Douglas. Um, does a great job, and then he has uh, some great co-stars throughout the show. Uh, I was a little bummed that Alan Arkin was not in season three that much, but it still was a lot about him, uh, but and his character. But he wasn't in it for a lot of the episodes. I'm not sure what happened. Did he die? Okay, so no, he didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> He's 87 years of age. Apparently, he uh, had only signed on to do two seasons. And so the story is is that he'd signed on to do two seasons, and that was it. Didn't want to do the third season. Okay. It seems a little weird to me that that would happen, but okay, if you say so, then that's the case. Anyway, it was it's fun. And if you haven't seen... The Kaminsky Method, uh, catch all three seasons, really worth it, uh, a lot of fun. The episodes are short. Uh, I think there's, well, the final season, season three, only had six episodes. Uh, I don't know, you know, who's working anymore in Hollywood. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, so there were each, I forget how many episodes season two had. Season one had more than six, I'll tell you that. I'm not sure about season two. But it goes by fast, and it's a good, it's a good fun watch. And then I watched the season finale of the mayor of Easttown on HBO Max, really good, uh, really good. I, I'm I'm uh, I'm happy to have sat through that show. Kate Winslet is great, and she's got some other great co-stars in that show as well. But it's uh, very good, and it's uh, there were a couple of times throughout the seven episodes. At least those episodes were you know an hour or more, uh, whereas the Kaminsky Method was not an hour or more. Uh, they, there were a couple episodes where you start thinking, Ooh, getting a little slow. And then, you know, something happens and picks up, which is good to be a part of when you have a show like that. <laughs> and I and Jean, uh, we talked about it. Jean Smart's in that as well. And she's in the hacks on HBO max too, which is releasing two episodes a week on HBO max, which is great. Uh, I'm very, very happy. That show's very good. Very funny. But I see where HBO Max now is doing a new little pricing thing they got going on. So they're going to start offering, according to this, HBO Max has, let's see, there are 64 million HBO subscribers worldwide as of last report. Uh, They hope to expand it to 60 countries by the end of 2021 goal of having between 120 150 million subscribers by 2025 okay i'll give you that so they're going to start offering a ten dollar a month plan with ads sometime this month right now the first part of june of 2021 and then they're going to have an then they see the ad supported plan will include nearly everything you can watch with the more expensive plan except for Warner Brothers movies that are still playing in theaters. Hmm. So I only get the movies with the $15 
But I ends without the ads. Man, I got to do without the ads. Holy cow, I got to find a way. If you're going to do it, you got to do it without the ads because I have the Hulu without the ads. And then I, we also have a free Hulu from one of our other, I don't know, one of our other services. But that's with the ads. And holy cow, what a difference. What a difference. I know. I know. I'm, a, I'm an ad snob now, and I love ads. I believe in commercials. That's what pays for things. I know that. I get it. But it was just, oh, man. Oh, yeah. No. I don't know. I don't know. It might be, might be worth it. We'll see how they do their ads on HBO. We'll see. And I bet you they... Uh, I bet you they, they're going to do something with their new shows uh, that they produce that the uh, higher tiered plan will get those first and then it'll go to the ad ones. Got to be got to be some other things other than just the movies. Well, I mean, just the movies and the no ads is worth the money probably. Anyway, we'll see. It's going to be 10 to 15, 10 bucks, right, for the ad, for the ad uh, content and 15 for no ads and everything boy i know i know i know that's another 60 bucks a year but poof does that is that worth it i think so i think so but you know i don't know we'll have to look at the old budget and maybe you sit through the budget and go yeah well you know what the ads aren't so bad (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i get that too <laughs> hey and also did you uh i hope you listened to my uh interview with flat earth dave uh on the podcast that i released uh, on monday on uh the memorial day monday and if you didn't go back and get a chance to listen dave is a very convincing character on the earth being flat i'm also going to release it uh, posted on my youtube channel as well sometime this week but uh, for now you get the audio version of my interview with flat earth dave and him taking giving us a little class on why he believes that the earth is flat All right, so what is going on with Disney? We find now that they forced this girl, Amanda DeMio, uh, to get a jumper from the Disney World gift shop after a staff told her that her outfit had broken the park's strict dress code. Now, I don't know if they knew that uh, she was a big TikToker, but she's got uh, you know 800,000 followers on TikTok, and she posted about it saying okay guys new disney hack if you're wearing a shirt that shows a little under boob they'll write you a ticket when you first enter magic kingdom i'm not sure about the other parks but they'll write you a ticket so you can get a free shirt at the nearest gift shop (laughs) i just got a 75 dollar t-shirt just because i was wearing a shirt that was exposing my under boob so yeah if you want free disney shirts that's the hack now many people commented on the clip which has been like you know millions of times saying that they were going to try the hack themselves disney staff members urged people not to take advantage yeah no kidding please don't abuse this they'll just pull the feature and send people back to change as a cast member i can say that isn't always the case sometimes we do it sometimes we don't if we like you and we think you're hot we'll let you in anyway They'll give you a free t-shirt 
if you're not hot, then we make you go back and put on another shirt. First of all, why is Disney? Come on now. Stop it. It's Disney in Florida. They have swim parks. They have all kinds of parks. They're worried about some young chick showing off her underboob. Come on now. Oh, it's a kid's park, Jeff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. I know. I know. I mean, we have studies from UNICEF telling us how that their new latest study, I'm sorry, report published by the UN Children's Fund, UNICEF, um, how government policy can be used to protect children from harmful and abusive and violent content online. However, they also report that, um, you know what, pornography, yeah, not always harmful to children. Really? Yeah. There's no conclusive evidence that children exposed to pornography are harmed. Well, there you go then. What are you worried about a little under boob at the park for then? So I know that we want to end sexual abuse and exploitation of women and children, but hey, sure, we've already decided that probably pornography can be a central driver of this abuse, but so what? Right? doesn't matter. (laughs) Okay. All right. Look at some children and young people intentionally seek out sexual content for a variety of reasons and that seeing sexual images might also represent an opportunity to provide answers to questions about puberty and sexual identity oh the study also encouraged seeing the nuances which lead children to seek out and view sexual content online okay then let's do that then we'll seek out the nuances that have children seek out pornography online i guess there's certain nuances that will do that you mean like the u.s airline pilot that admitted his lewd act in the cockpit uh, (laughs) mid-flight now i will say this i was reading this story a southwest airlines flight uh michael hack h-a-a-k hack exposed himself to a female officer in the cockpit and watched pornography on a laptop that's what the prosecutor said he admitted it the incident happened during a flight from philadelphia to orlando in august of 2020 all right so a judge in maryland sentenced him to one year probation and ordered him to pay five thousand dollar fine the hap- it happened during the flight and so they're saying that uh, when the flight reached cruising altitude he got out of his pilot seat intentionally disrobed and watched pornographic media on a laptop and since they figured it was over maryland that's where they went ahead and took him to court over maryland now he further engaged in inappropriate conduct in the cockpit as the first officer continued to perform her duties he claimed he never met the first officer prior to the flight the u.s attorney said the co-pilot had a right not to be subjected to this kind of behavior regardless of what may have motivated it or prompted it really you think now he apologized for his behavior saying you know it started as a consensual prank between me and another pilot i never imagined it would turn into this in a thousand years so according to a judge the magistrate judge his behavior had a traumatic effect on the first officer and could have affected the safety of passengers see now i I tend to disagree with that. 
um, a while. This should not be going on, period, period. But with, once they get to cruising altitude and they're on their course, it's automatic pilot. You know, the, the, we have the pilots in the plane to help us land and take off. The flying part, once you get up to uh, altitude, that's easy. Auto, I mean, that, that's done deal. So I'm not sure, you know, what traumatic effect it had on the first officer other than, dude, put your clothes back on. <laughs> Seriously, you're getting naked in here? What are you... Come on, man. Put your clothes back on. You're going to watch porn, too? Come on now. Dude, no. I know. But having a traumatic effect? Okay. Stop. I don't know that I... I don't know that I believe that. Now, the airline, of course, said it didn't tolerate the behavior. Uh, take prompt action if such conduct is uh, substantiated. So he retired at the end of August last year. All right, so the airline is pissed now that the company had only learned of the incident after the pilot had voluntarily left the airline. So he left the airline, and then they found out about this, and now now he's gone to court and everything. So now Southwest says, "Oh no, we're gonna." He's not getting any of his benefits that he was entitled to following his retirement. I say that's wrong. Come on now. All right, and I know that I know he wasn't supposed to do all this. I, okay, so he got a little naked, got a little naked in the cockpit, you know, goofed off a little bit, looked at a little porn, made the first officer uncomfortable, and uh, you know she had traumatic experience. But he already retired. You owe him the money, and now you're saying because you're pissed, you're not going to pay him the money. That's not right. That's just not right. would you like to live in japan i know i know i thought the same thing and then i thought well you can buy fixer uppers in japan for five hundred dollars apparently japan is riddled with millions of vacant homes i guess they call them akaya a-k-i-y-a and the governments uh, local governments are hoping to sell them for next to nothing i don't know you know if they're close to fukushima or not (laughs) i'm guessing not i'm guessing they're probably not so apparently there's 8.49 million uninhabited dwellings in 2018 just a couple years ago wow so all told 13 percent of the country's 62 million homes are unoccupied especially in rural Japan. In these regions, the average rate of vacant homes is up 18, 18%. Wow. So a new program by Prime Minister Yoshihide, Yoshihide Soka, means to stimulate Japan's rural economy by encouraging tourism, business, and a wave of new residents. You think, okay, well, maybe, you know, all you big city dwellers go back to the country and you can work uh, from home out, at the, you know, out in the country. So some of them... I are going to cost you anything. All you got to do is move in. Zero dollars. Okay. And I thought, all right, well, that's not too bad. I'm still in. I'm still in. 500 bucks. I'm living in Japan. I don't know what your taxes are. I don't know what the deal is. You know what? I don't speak the language. I'll figure it out. But I'm in. 
for a zero for a house for zero dollars and zero cents i'm in so the the local governments have offered to pay like thousands of dollars for city people you city people to move out to the countryside hey we'll pay you I thought I heard things like that in this country too. And anyway, they are saying, hey, we're going to, I know there's a, you know, a gap in tech services. We got it, but we're upgrading and everything will be fine. Then I look at the homes and while they are traditional Japanese homes, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's worth 500 bucks, I guess. But then you look at the street. I was looking at this area, I guess is Itokushima japan it's a chukiba japan and the roads are still dirt now it looks like you know nice little buildings where you know you can conduct commerce and take care of your little take care of business and business if you wanted to probably but i don't know dirt roads and oh you know magas i guess but if you can get in if you can sneak into japan you know maybe come in through the border i'm sure they let you right in i'm sure they don't even stop you it's like this country Uh, once you're in you're in so you just come across the border and you say hey i'm gonna live in this house now for zero dollars and i'll work from here if i can find a job because i can't speak the language and and i don't really know anybody in town yet but i'll take a walk around town oh it's raining out and the dirt streets are all muddy oh well here here's some boots you can wear (laughs) anyway you can if you want you can move to japan and get a house for as little as zero dollars but looks like you're gonna probably pay about 500 bucks for a home Uh, it might be a good deal i mean i get not wanting to spend $4.3 million on a home like the one in Houston. Did we talk about the Darth Vader house in Houston? I feel like I had it on the show sheet and, and we just never got to it. But they're talking about this Houston estate that's the Darth Vader house for $4.3 million. Now it's four bedrooms, five bathrooms, 7,040 square feet of living space. And it's got the unique structure that stands out uh it looks this like the ox helmet that darth vader wore so i mean it really does look kind of cool and the inside looks really cool i really like the way they've done that it's a contemporary masterpiece (laughs) it's planted in a prestigious west university neighborhood it's truly fit for a super villain despite a row of skylights near the top of the structure that glistens with natural light the space is got in a four-car garage too oh and you know what's good about that is martha turner sotheby's international realty are the co-listing agents it actually does look really cool i don't know uh if it would be worth 4.3 million dollars I find that uh, perhaps a little hard to believe, but, you know, if you've got the money to spend, why not? And it looks rather, you know, ominous, beautiful, different, uh, definitely sets you apart here in the neighborhood. There, did I sell it hard enough? It ain't the $500 Japan house, I'll tell you that. So speaking of spending your money, 
Uh, you can get Paul Walker's uh, Toyota Supra from Fast and the Furious. That's at an auction sometime this month. Uh, they go through, you know, what a beautiful, wonderful car it is. And uh, let's get to the bottom line, shall we? They didn't list a price for it, but they're hoping to get at least $185,000 for that beautiful Toyota Supra. Man, how much do you want that Toyota Supra now? You can get Indiana Jones Fedora. That's going to be auctioned off in California. That actually would be a cool thing to have for Mercury One. I might have to forward that to uh, to them. One of the hottest items in the auction is the Fedora from Harrison Form, uh, Harrison Ford uh, from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, valued at two hundred and fifty thousand to three hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the hat uh no thank you but uh you know okay if you say so if you say so <laughs> you're also gonna be able to get the full catalog big line and among the hundreds of items collectors are gonna find memorabilia from terminator 2 judgment day batman elf top gun the muffets wow yeah the muffets it's not the Muppets, it's the Muffets, if you'd say it improperly. But they're talking about uh, all this stuff going up for auction. So the live auction is going to be over three days from June 29th to July 1st, targeting in excess of $6.1 million. So bring your checkbooks. Does anybody have a checkbook anymore? I was just wondering. I saw where Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation jacket how much would you pay for that? Janet Jackson. Rhythm Nation jacket. Come on. Deep down. Raise your raise your auction tag and tell me what you're going to bid for Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation jacket. Do I hear 50? 50,000? 50, yeah, not 50 bucks. 50,000. Do I hear 50,000? Yeah, I hear 50,000. Do I hear 60,000? Yep, I hear 60,000. Do I hear 70,000? Yes, I hear 70,000. Do I hear 75,000? Yes, I hear 75,000. What about 80,000? Do I hear 80,000? Yes, yes, there's a there's a bid for 80,000 for Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation jacket. Remember, it was worn by Janet Jackson in the Rhythm Nation jacket. Do I hear 85,000? 85, 80. 85 don't hear i don't hear 85 do i hear i still hear you got you at 80 sir do i hear anybody over 80 81,000 yeah i've got this guy back here for 81,000 anybody gonna hit me up for more than 81,000 come on it's janet jack no okay sold sold to you in the back the unidentified man for 81,000 dollars congratulations and man i hope you enjoy the Janet Jackson, Rhythm Nation, iconic, iconic tour, legendary jacket that you just purchased for $81,250. Forgot about the two fifty. Okay, so have you got vaccinated yet? I just want to know. I'm just asking a question because I mean, we talked last week about... I think it was last week or maybe the week before that Vegas was opening up and they were the strip clubs were saying, uh, hey, get vaccinated here. And Larry Flint's Hustler Club was saying, hey, we'll give you a free year subscription or you get money off from whatever you want to do at the club, that kind of thing. And that was going on. Well, that went on last week. Well, I got an email uh, to 
chewing the fat at the blaze.com from Jesse telling me that it's time he rolls up his sleeve for the vaccine. Now, he sent me a story from Vegas, from Fox 5 in Las Vegas, uh, doing a report on the club and people, you get the vaccine. We're all 100% behind getting the vaccine. Now, Vegas is back open for business, baby. They're good to go. I mean, this month anyway, if they're not 100% right now uh, when we speak, I mean, sometime in this month, it's talking about we are open. So it's, you know, it's pretty much over, right? We'll look at the numbers real quick before we get out of here today. But I believe that at least in the real mindset of Americans, the COVID pandemic is over. But still plenty of places like the state of California, Ohio, Michigan, uh, are giving out uh, you know money if you've been vaccinated or get vaccinated you'll be entered into the drawing for lottery and larry flint's hustler uh, club in vegas was giving away free vaccines as well and this is the news report it's for incentive to get your vaccine get your shot today yes. and you can get free dances from a local strip club mm-hmm. today oh. you can tell your loved one hey honey i'm going to the strip club and she might not divorce you and here's why from ah. four to seven you can come here and get your covid shot and then all kinds of, of other perks all other kinds perks. of, of yeah. other perks so here i am i'm right outside larry flint's hustler club again from four to seven you can come out here and either get the pfizer shot or the Johnson, oh, the Johnson, Johnson, Johnson shot. Nice. You must be 21 well, or done. older, and you must not have received any other vaccine at this point. So, again, it's either the Pfizer or the Johnson & Johnson shot from 4 to 7 today. And then at 7.30, I'm told the entertainment oh, begins. I'm not nice. entirely sure what that means. I've never, you know... I've never ventured inside these kinds of places right. before, but I think I can figure out what it means. Um, but once you come here and get your shot... Man, listen to this perk package. You get a platinum club <laughs> membership, right? Free bottle, right? Rides, tickets to another sexy show, right? They're touting. It's like a, a package worth five thousand dollars. Oh, that's tremendous! Again, Tell me you wouldn't go to that. To Tell to me. People to get their vaccine shot, you guys. Uh-huh. Um, like if I was the marketing again, it's either the five. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now. I'm not sure why I kicked back like that, but. I'm telling you, for that kind of deal, you're getting your shot there. You're getting your shot there. Now, I read one story where it talked about the guy was disappointed that there were no dancers dancing when he was getting his shot. What are you doing? What are you doing at the Hustler Ranch? I know it's not a ranch. It's the club. What are you doing? People are getting a shot. At least give them a little entertainment or have some girls walking around with something, you know, bringing you your 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 shot with something off. <laughs> <laughs> something what do you think but i mean that's pretty good i mean what, uh, what do i want i want more that's what i want i want more it's not enough what you're giving me already larry or hustler it's not enough already okay so i was looking at the numbers real quick of the coronavirus from worldmeters.info and there were 2252 new cases this was, I don't know if this was yesterday or two days ago, but and 26 new deaths. So 26 new deaths. Horrible. Nobody should have died. But wow, that is nothing to any other disease, any other pandemic, any other thing going on around this country. That is nothing. 
So in America's eyes, it is over. The pandemic is over. So get out and become America again. Make America great again. Oh, I mean, don't do that. No, the crisis is not over. And our president is in Tulsa, Oklahoma today to remind us just how racist we are as a country and how we need to overcome our racist past by looking at how racist we were and how racist we still are because we're white or you're white and that's just the way it is and if you're if you're if you're white and you're a male and you're heterosexual (laughs) wow wow do i hate you (laughs) 